WXXI and the Little Theater. This is Movies in a Microphone. Uh, today we're going to talk about the Virtual Polish Film Festival, uh, which is going to be airing online at thelittle.org April 7th to April 14th. Uh, please welcome our guest. We have Bozena Sobolewska, the Program Coordinator for the Polish Film Festival. Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, and we're also joined by Adam Lubito, writer, film critic, Twitter superstar. <laughs> you flatter me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, yeah, I, this is, I, I am actually part Polish. Um, that's where my, my dad's side of the family is from. So I've always had a special, uh, special place in my heart for Polish films and Polish culture. So it's always a festival that I've enjoyed um, at the little. So I'm really uh, thrilled that, that you guys are continuing it uh, in a virtual capacity. Um, so we'll start off, can you explain a little, so if someone is just watching this for the first time, it's like, oh, Polish Film Festival, that, that sounds new to me. I'm not really sure what that is. Uh, can you just give us a brief summary of the history behind it and, and the ideas behind this film festival? Uh, sure, uh, this festival started to exist uh, about 24 years ago. So it's not really new. It's actually one of the oldest uh, Polish film festivals in America because um, it was created then by then the director of the Skalny Center, um, uh, Professor Eva Hauser, and it was helped um, by the uh, Polish Film Festival in America, which was located in Chicago at that time. So films were basically coming to us from uh, Chicago or from other uh, film festivals uh, around the state, United States. Uh, they traveled by planes. Uh, they were heavy because that was 35 millimeter tapes, uh, sometimes on many reels. And uh, um, the festival started at the uh, University of Rochester, physically. It was, uh, the, the films were screened at the University of Rochester. But we didn't have, um, very good projectionist and uh, these films uh, sometimes uh, were broken in the middle, required to be rewind, rewinded or something like that. So the projections were not perfect. That's why we later moved this uh, festival to the little theater and we always have been enjoying this uh, cooperation ever since. And uh, of course now it's, uh, Perfect, I would say. And also, you know, what helps is that it's no longer 35 millimeter tapes, but uh, first it was DVDs, then uh, uh, DCPs, you know, it's much lighter and much easier to transport and things like that. So, yeah, later this festival um, got another part, which was called the uh, Polish classic movies, and this part usually took place at the Dryden Theater, and uh, it was devoted to uh, really treasures of Polish uh, cinematography, so there were older films, uh, but really great. And also we had usually the uh, grand opening of the festival, which was uh, also at the Dryden Theater and followed by a reception at the uh, uh, at the uh, George Eastman Museum. So it was really nice. Another feature of this former festivals uh, were that we could invite physical guests, not virtual guests as this year, 
but uh, really guests from Poland, uh, they were film directors and or uh, film um, actors, and uh, they participated in this grand opening and then uh, in uh, question and answer sessions after their films. So that was uh, in a nutshell how it was. And now we have virtual film festival. Yeah, so for those who don't know the, the virtual aspect, so you can just watch all these movies online. The little dot org is where you go. Um, you can click on the Polish Film Festival page, which is right on our homepage. Um, from there, you'll see the entire lineup from April 7th through April 14th. You could click on the film you want to see, and it'll take you to the Eventive page, which is where we host the, the virtual little movies. Um, and from there, it's very, very easy to um, either pre-order, you can pre-order the films right now. Um, once they start, you can watch, you can play a trailer. Uh, there's instructions on how to stream to a television if uh, that interests you. So it's all very intuitive of how to figure out. And of course, if anyone has any questions, you can reach out to us at The Little on social media. But it's a lineup that, um, that I'm excited for. And I, I think what people don't realize about film festivals like this is these are legit, very good films that screen before their release. So something like Cold War, which screened, um, it was either the last year or the year before at the film festival. It, it debuted at the Polish Film Festival like months before it got Oscar buzz and before it had a wide release, um, which is always one of my favorite things about film festivals is seeing these awesome movies before, uh, before they have a wide release. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the lineup and some highlights and some stuff that people uh, will want to look out for this year? So um, this year we will show really good uh, Polish films, very new. Uh, there will be eight films and uh, um, we will have two Poland's official Oscar submissions, uh, which is never gonna snow again in international feature film category. And also Kill It and Leave This Town. It will be, uh, I mean, it, it was uh, a submission in the best animated feature category. So these are uh, strong points of this festival. But we will also have uh, two very good biographical films uh, titled Piłsudski and Icarus, uh, The Legend of Mietek Kosh. Um, I don't know, should I uh, describe you these films or continue uh, to, uh, for the lineup? Yeah, you can give a little description, like a short, just a little teaser or something that would maybe intrigue <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, this uh, Never Gonna Snow Again, uh, it is uh, kind of a funny story of a masseur from the East, probably the Ukraine, probably Ukraine, who enters the lives of the wealthy residents of a gated community and his hands heal their bodies and his eyes seem to heal their souls. So it's a kind of a meditation on class, immigration, global warming, and it has touches of magical realism and uh, moments of subtle humor. A very interesting movie, very uh, well reviewed by the different reviewers. And then this other, other Oscar submission, Kill It and Leave This Town, uh, it is the first feature film by the acclaimed Polish animator, Mariusz Wilczyński. He worked on this film for 14 years. Uh, and this is the 
story is semi-autobiographical, uh, dealing with a variety of emotions the director had after losing his parents. And it's been hailed as surreal and striking and a work of entrancing art artistry and deeply felt emotions. It's not your typical animated film as that you could uh, expect to watching um, Disney movies or things like that. And then this um, biographical films, the first one called Piłsudski, it's about one of the most important figures in Polish history. Piłsudski is viewed as a father of the Second Polish Republic, re-established in 1918 after many years of uh, not existing uh, because uh, there was a partition of Poland by Austria, Prussia and Russia in 1795. So since then until 1918, Poland did not exist. So Piłsudski served as chief of state and first marshal of Poland, uh, but this film is based on events during the years leading up to the First World War. And it covers less known early part of his life when uh, after uh, escape from a psychiatric hospital in St. Petersburg, Petersburg, he becomes the head of the Polish independence underground. And if anybody wants to uh, learn more about this person and the film, uh, there is a panel discussion uh, with the director of this film uh, on our uh, film festival uh, site. I strongly recommend it. Uh, the other film that I really, really like, uh, it's called Icarus, uh, the, the Legend of Mietek Kosh. And this is based on the biography of a blind jazz pianist, Mieczysław Kosz, who died tragically at the age of 29. He was recognized as one of the most promising young jazz musicians in the country and became a phenomenon of the piano scene both in Poland and worldwide compared to Bill Evans. So it's a tragic history, but um, very, very well performed by the uh, actor who plays with fantastic music by one of the most uh, famous jazz pianists right now. And we'll also have uh, two films um, that uh, are kind of uh, contemporary dramas and uh, two films that are, are kind of uh, action movies. And yeah, so that's... So it kind of has something for everyone, like a little, uh, little something yeah. to appeal to all genres. Yeah. Oh, I, I also wanted would like to add that after that for this film Icarus, uh, we also have a panel discussion with the director of the film, and also in this discussion would participate um, a specialist uh, from Rochester uh, on the music and on this person, Mietek um, Kosh. So it's really fascinating. And it's uh, again on our website. Yeah, I think that's important to note that, you know, a big part of film festivals is the Q&As after the film. It enhances that experience. So that still is happening in virtual. And I think the good thing about virtual is you can watch from your home. So like if, if you're in Buffalo and, and you want to watch one of these films, you can. If you're, you know, somewhere here in Rochester, normally can't make it to the little to see one of these films, you can watch 
Um, and, and once you rent, you have 24 hours to, to finish the movie. So you, you have a, a day, you can rent and then have a day to watch, which is, I think, a, a really cool thing. Yeah, so the discussions are not really Q&A because um, the directors of the films are located in Poland. So uh, having a Q&A after uh, the movie, which is usually watched uh, in the evening, would move uh, for them to the middle of the night. So we recorded this panel discussions early. So now it will be, it, it is without the audience. It's just a panelist. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, so the questions, the cues are coming from not the audience members. For, for, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, that would have been a big ask to have them get up at yeah, whatever time in Poland. Six hours difference. Yeah. So, uh, so Adam, you, so as a, as a viewer, as a, someone who loves films, what, what are you looking forward to in the Polish Film Festival? What, what kind of excites you in this lineup? Um, well, I will say um, the Polish Film Festival is one that I always looked forward to covering for City. Um, I think uh, I'll compliment you, Bojana, for, for a minute. I think you do such a good job of putting together uh, a lineup that shows off kind of the, the breadth of, uh, of filmmaking going on in Poland. Since, you, you know, the, the half that focuses on the, the contemporary films, you kind of see um, yeah, the wide variety of, of filmmaking that's happening there. And so I always enjoyed that because there were always movies that I never would have gotten a chance to see otherwise if you hadn't brought it there uh, to Rochester for the festival. Um, and I will say, I did have a chance to see uh, three of the films you're screening. Um, we were talking a little bit beforehand uh, about Kill It and Leave This Town, which I was so happy to see in, in the lineup because it's one I had been hearing about. And I'm always a fan of, of world animation, especially films that do something different with the medium, like you, uh, something you wouldn't traditionally expect from an animated film. Um, and this is, Definitely that. It is unlike anything I think I have seen before. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, as you, as you, you talked about it, Bojana, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's surreal and it's dark. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it was one that I felt like I had to sit and think about for a while after I watched it, but in, in the best way. Um, so I, I hope people get a chance to see that. Um, is yeah, I, as I said, I'm I'm always a fan of films that that take animation in a in a different direction. Um, and yeah, it's just the the fact I was reading a bit about it, the fact that the director worked on it for for fourteen years, is just mind boggling. It's it's yeah, it's and it's gorgeous to look at in a dark and kind of disturbing way. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, I, yeah, I really liked that one. And, uh, I also really liked, uh, Never Gonna Snow Again. I think that was my favorite of the, the ones that I had a chance to, to watch beforehand. Um, yeah, and yeah, as, as Bojana mentioned, that, that mix of, of tones I thought was so interesting where, yeah, it's about this, uh, massage therapist who comes into this kind of gated wealthy community and, you're not really sure as he you know he goes from house to house kind of healing these people and you're not really sure ultimately what his intentions are he seems kind of curious about them but there's also that kind of class 
conflict that you mentioned. So you're like, is it, is it just curiosity? Is he just wanting to help? Or is there something else going on here? And I thought, um, I thought that added a really interesting element to the film, just kind of waiting to see, you know, what, what ultimately, he, you know, his, his intentions were. And I thought, I'm drawing a blank on the lead actor's name, um, but I thought he was so good at, you know, capturing that, that kind of dreamy tone. And um, I, I wish I could remember his name. Is it uh, Alec Rudolph? Yes, yes, who, who was in, I think the first season of Stranger Things actually. Um, but yeah, I thought he was great. Um, and so that that's actually the um, debut um, or the first movie to open the festival Never Gonna Snow Again um, which is always I love I love uh, the idea of picking like movies for a festival and, and leading off with something that especially hits hard like that yeah um, actually I, I had a question for you Jenna I'm yeah. I'm curious what when you're screening films what exactly, what do you look for? Like what makes a film stand out to you that you decide should be a part of the lineup? Is it just um, the best movies you find? Is it trying to find that kind of breadth of different types of movies? Sort of what, what makes a film stand out for you? Uh, well, first of all, the situation in Polish cinematography right now is really, really good. So there is a lot of film to choose from, and sometimes yeah. the choice is really difficult. So I always try, um, first of all, I <laughs> usually uh, choose a film that I really like, because I always watch all of them before um, getting them here. So I must like the film and then I suppose that the audience probably would like it too. So that's one criterion. Uh, another is that the film should be uh, kind of universal because we have probably like half of a Polish uh, audience uh, watching the film and half uh, real Americans. And uh, they have to understand uh, the, you know, what's going on in films. The film cannot, uh, cannot be about uh, events or, or things like that, that are too, um, too very Polish without any appeal for other people. So that's another uh, criterion. And of course, the film has to be Polish. So that's it. Um, that it means that uh, it should be either uh, produced uh, by Polish uh, producer or at least uh, the director should be Polish. Um, if all these criteria are, um, are, are made, then we can get the film. And of course, we don't have to get the film. I mean, the distributors very often do not allow them us to, to get the film that we really want because it's too new. And at first should go to the more important festivals with awards and, you know, like class A, that, that's called. So that's how it works. Yeah, that's always our problem with our Rochester festivals too, is that um, we have the same problem picking movies for the one take film festival. Sometimes they want, which usually takes place in the spring. Um, so usually they'll want those documentaries to 
debut before at, at one of the other festivals, whether it's Sundance in January or, or something else. Um, I know Adam, you probably have to, so at, for those that don't know, Adam is also a, a film programmer and the creator of the Anomaly Genre Film Festival here in Rochester. So you have experience with film festivals as well, um, which I don't think people understand the massive undertaking that a festival is during a normal year, like picking the movies, watching all them, that, that takes a lot, like all the little parts. Um, and then you're doing that now in a pandemic where you're having to pivot completely to virtual. I mean, I think either one of you guys can speak toward this, but do you want to describe a little of the differences of putting together a film festival during this year, during 2020 and 2021, um, when we're having to pivot to virtual? Uh, we can start with you, Bozetta, on that one. Well, for me, it's uh, totally different. I mean, uh, not only the... Um, uh, technicalities of the festival are different uh, and without actually without the help of the little theater we wouldn't have been able to have this festival not at all I would wouldn't have been able to do it myself <laughs> so uh, these technicalities uh, are done by the little theater and uh, I could uh, again like uh, con concentrate on choosing the films and uh, getting uh, them to the event because the distributors had to uh, sub, uh, upload them on this platform. So I had to contact them and, and uh, persuade them to do it and also check whether the films that they uh, want to give us uh, fulfills the requirements of this platform. So uh, that's new. And uh, another new aspect for me is the lack of the social interaction between people that always occur uh, when you show the film in the theater, especially that uh, our audience is used to the little theater and like this uh, the theater and like to meet each other there. So this is something that for me is really um, uh, difficult uh, because uh, of, of this lack of this inter of this interaction i'm i'm not sure if the um, kind of um, easy way of watching the films from your sofa you know in your living room uh, is uh, compensating this lack of interaction yeah I, I agree with that that's all that's always my favorite part <laughs> is the interaction and and the discussion afterward even when you're in the lobby leaving the theater and you can discuss yes, a movie yeah, exactly. like that you just can't mm -hmm. replace that so yeah so it's it's difficult we're obviously happy that we can still offer great movies and great film festivals like the polish film festival in virtual so people can still get part of that but yeah it's just not the same so hopefully hopefully we'll be getting back to uh our normal or somewhat normal movie theater um, schedule at, at some point this year. Um, oh, Adam, have you, yeah, have you had similar experiences pivoting film festival from, which is already a lot of work going from like a normal festival to now doing virtual? Yeah, it, it, was, it was a lot of work. I expected it to be a lot of work, but it was more than I even anticipated. Um, and I feel like for in Anomaly's case, we had the additional hurdle of being such a new festival since we we had our, our first year and so we we were able to have an in-person festival and we felt like we kind of had a handle on okay we we've got this down we know how to do things and then the pandemic happened and we had to our second year kind of reinvent 
our festival entirely. Like we were kind of expecting to to be able to use everything we learned that first year, be like, okay, we can build on that. And instead we had to kind of relearn everything. Um, but I guess, I guess on the plus side is that, you know, every festival um, was, was in, in, you know, doing the same thing with everyone was kind of on the on back on that level playing field of this was a new for everyone and and working with filmmakers um this isn't what they had been used to as they you know make the the festival rounds with their films so it was a learning process for everybody um and it, and yeah and i feel like that that social aspect was a thing that everyone kind of had to wrap their heads around um, where you know, by by nature of of the pandemic, we we can't gather and and have that social interaction and that communal experience that you kind of associate with a film festival. So you have to figure out as best as possible to to bring as much of that as you can, while separate and watching everything in your own home, um, and that. For us was, um, we tried to do as much as we could on social media, sort of get a conversation going there, um, but but it was difficult. And we'll see what happens as, as the year goes on, as people, what aspects of, of those virtual festivals kind of stick around um, as things start opening up, um, or if people are just excited to get back to, to the traditional way of doing things and we're like okay we can gather now let's do it so that'll be interesting to see how how the rest of the year goes and into 2022 yeah and i will say from the movie theater aspect we've had a lot of support for us at the little over this time and people excited to come back and excuse me and i, I think that it extends to the film festivals people are excited to you know that's a huge part of why the rochester film scene is so awesome we have so many different festivals we have anomaly which is a genre film festival. We have the Polish Film Festival. We have Image Out. Like there's so much from different different types of films to different from different parts of the world. I, I think that's really what's great about watching movies in Rochester. Um, and I, it's, it's great that we can do it virtually, but yeah, getting back to pers in person is what people are excited for. And um, and and I, I people have been very vocal about how they their support for film festivals and for theaters like The Little, um, which, which is encouraging to see. Um, I will mention we were kind of talking a lot about the challenges of putting these films and getting them online and putting them on inventive, which probably sounds like jargon to anyone who's listening, but basically from the user and that's like really easy. So that's what Anomaly did where all the films were listed on one page and you could click buy or you could have your festival pass and, and just watch. Uh, which is the same process that we're doing now for the Polish Film Festival, which again, everything is laid out, pretty easy to find. You can click the movie, you can see where the uh, panel discussions are. Um, and it has clear instructions of how long you have to watch, um, how to stream if you don't want to watch on your computer, if you happen to have Apple TV or Roku or Chromecast of how to get it on your television. I think there's clear instructions. So from the user endpoint, it, it's pretty, uh, it's fairly easy to use. I mean, some people may run into issues, but I, I think that's always a positive too of how festivals like the Polish Film Festival and Anomaly have been able to adapt, um, certainly during a, a difficult time. 
Um, so Bazena, is there anything else you want to tell, let us, let people know about the Polish Film Festival or this year's festival, anything to encourage someone to, to give one of these films or all these films a shot? Well, uh, I think that all of them are really good, all those films. So uh, I, well, if you could watch all of them, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Especially, especially that the income from the tickets goes towards the uh, Scalny Center for Polish and Central European Studies. So it would be a big help for us if a lot of people watch uh, a lot of films. Um, but um, I would also probably like to add that I really uh, hope that we will have uh, maybe in a smaller form, but we'll again have the festival in November this year, because uh, it was moved from last year, November, to this April uh, because of this pandemic. And uh, we just couldn't um, figure out how to make this film, this festival virtually uh, in a short time when we learned that it could not be done like in person. So we moved it to April. Uh, but uh, I would really like uh, to come back to this November uh, date and uh, have something, at least something to show <laughs> this November in a regular form. That would be my hope. And I also hope that the audience will enjoy these films that we show. So potentially we could get almost two Polish film festivals in 2021. Well, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I guess this one would have, would have been from November, but um, yeah, I, I, we so we opened the little um, we reopened the little April sixteenth. There are capacity limits, so hopefully, I, by the time we get to fall and we get to November, those you know more and more people, hopefully everyone will be uh, vaccinated and it'll be safer to open up the capacity limits. And yeah, I, I'm with you, Buzz, and I'm hopeful that. Um, that November will will look a lot different than than we are than our uh, outlook here in April 2021. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, anything else you want to add? Anything that you're looking forward to, or especially excited about the, this year's Polish Film Festival? Um, I'll just say I I want I'm really looking forward to watching. Since I only had a chance to watch a couple of the films beforehand, um, uh, Icarus you were talking about sounds fantastic. Um, so I hopefully will get to that one, especially with the discussion. Um, I'm hoping to get to that during the festival. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just echo Bojena and say, watch everything because the lineup <laughs> is always great. That, that's the best advice. Just watch everything. Um, I think I was excited about the, the animated film you mentioned. I'm always, uh, I always like uh, animation. Um, that one was Kill It and Leave This Town, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but again, I, I think the best advice is watch every film, just watch it all and you decide what, what, what's the best one. Um, so again, the, uh, the Polish Film Festival is April 7th to April 14th. It's all online this year with films, panel discussions. You go to the little.org um, and from there you can rent the films, stream them. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to us at the little on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm happy to answer any questions about um, about your virtual viewing experience. Uh, thank you to our guests, Bozena uh, Sobolewska, the program coordinator, at Polish Film Festival. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me here. Uh, as always, thank you to Adam Lubato, writer, film critic, uh, founder of the Anomaly Film Festival. 
we'll, we'll probably see you next podcast, Adam. <laughs> yes, I will return. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Movies in the Microphones brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break. <laughs>